Welcome to the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, where our gang of sci-fi fans will boldly go where few fans have gone before. Okay, not really, but we'll have fun discussing and interacting with our favorite shows and films from all over the sci-fi universe. We love Trek the most, but our love for Trek means we have a great appreciation for sci-fi in general. Join our panel of sci-fi fans from all over North America and beyond as we share our opinions and thoughts on this deep and incredibly diverse genre of storytelling. Our mission here at the Big Sci-Fi Podcast is to entertain and have fun, so you'll hear all types of views in a light and fun atmosphere. If you love sci-fi, this is the perfect space station for you to dock at. We invite you to come aboard and stay a while. You've got friends right here on the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. Welcome back to the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm Adina Mignona, and I'm here with my fellow partners in sci-fi fandom. Steve Merkin, the old guy. And I'm Christian Fox, the young, I guess maybe the youngest guy. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Not my and, fault, just when I was born. <laughs> and I'm Brian Donahue. I'm the in-betweeny guy, I guess. Is I don't know, uh, but uh, Brian Donahue, good to be with you guys. Yep. And I'm Adita Mignona, a science fiction author. And I'm probably also like Brian, smack in the middle. We're, we're mid Gen Xers, aren't we? Yes. Yes. Awesome. The day I found out I was not a millennial was the first day I truly felt old. <laughs> Some might say it. Hey, Boomer. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> we love you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. I, as my, as well, I of you folks. <laughs> a lot of my fa- favorite people in my life are Boomers. That's, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. I, I'm very, to me, I think I feel very proud of being a boomer because I got to see the moon landing. See, okay, fine, I'm watch, jealous. <laughs> and I got to watch Star Trek on its opening day. Oh, and, you know, and so, you know, it's like, yeah, I, you, you, you could say it's, you know, oh, you're old. That you, but I did have a chance to enjoy those things. And I wish that you folks could have been, you know, just as much to be able to sit there and, on your pins and needles, actually going even further back on pins and needles, wondering if um, John Glenn's heat shield was going to survive the reentry of the Mercury Seven, and and we were in school, we were in elementary school watching that live on TV, and terrified that he was not going to make it. That was wow. really that was really exciting, and scary moment for. Uh, to be able to live through so see again we, we all grew up seeing a lot of apollo stuff knowing exactly what happened <laughs> so mm-hmm. even apollo 13 wasn't that scary because we know that you know we knew they got home safe <laughs> yeah no i we remember being in in middle school and following that and just being you know like what will happen and then you know learning later on that um they they had a very slim chance of survival yeah they did which is awesome Mm -hmm. well so everyone how's your week been well uh for me um i did not end up on jury duty thank you very much but i did get to watch humanity in action as people were answering the questions of attorneys and um it's interesting it's interesting the people that are out there it's uh very 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 interesting but in kind of preparation for tonight's discussion I had to watch Who's on First, What's on Second by <laughs> Albert uh, uh, Abbott and Costello. It's Costello. I can't talk. Hey, right Abbott. Oh, nice. And I'm watching it and still considered the funniest comedy bit of all time. 
and it only costs Abbott and Costello 25 bucks, as I remember hearing a story about it. So I had, I had to watch this just to remind myself just what great comedy is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also it brought me back a memory of watching Dodger infielder Chin Lung Hu make it to first base on his first hit as a major leaguer. And the great Vince Scully was able to say, finally, I can say it. Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I did this past week, getting ready for this. Excellent. Remind myself what great comedy is. Excellent. Uh, Chris, how's your week? Yeah, well, the week has been good. I feel like I not, I didn't do anything weird, but I was watching a lot of different stuff. So I watched Moonraker for the first time, oh. which uh, that was a film that was made. I enjoyed aspects of it, but it didn't feel like James Bond because it was sci-fi, but it was weird sci-fi and there was some weird humor in the movie. So that was odd. Um, I went back and watched Lessons after our discussion last week, which I guess is coming out later in the future, uh, which that's a really great episode. And it was fun to see Captain Picard super giddy uh, Mm -hmm. during that. And it was a really fun emotional experience. And then I was watching uh, Chain of Command which I have some thoughts. I don't know if I love the way the rest of the crew handled Edward Jellicoe because Jordy seemed quite complainy about having to do more work than usual. And then finally I was watching um, Second Chances where Riker meets his double. And that's a very strange episode. And I've got lots of thoughts about it. You know, the best thing about that episode is, well, they, uh, you know, they, they, they took that into Lower Decks too. Yes. Um, and my now thing when my son is leaving, because my son watches Lower Decks with me. So when he leaves to go to the bus stop uh, you know, every morning, that's my kind of send off is like, don't get transporter cloned. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. But, but what I find time? so fascinating, I, I don't know, if we'll explore this, I guess, somewhere down the road. But I felt like the way Riker treated double Riker was the same way that Jellico treated Riker, which is a whole thing that's interesting we'll have to get into that someday not today because we've got a different topic but um yeah but we'll have to talk about that one maybe we have to do the trauma of Riker because that's a traumatic experience you know meeting your transporter clone (laughs) and the episode was not hilarious by the way just in case anyone's wrong it was not a funny episode no no No. (laughs) so Brian how was your week (laughs) uh you know it was interesting we've had a loss in the family um and so that has been sad uh, and tough to deal with. Um, also but it not has funny. Been, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it has it has been wonderful to look forward to this particular podcast, though. Um, and I have been thinking uh, through this because my family did have a chance to go to Florida um, uh, to be with family. And um, we also did some fun stuff, hung out on the beach. We had lots of laughter um, with our family, lots of great kid moments um, in one-liners, particularly for my son, which of course I can't remember any off the top of my head, um, but he's he's Mr. One-liner occasionally. He can just say what he's thinking, and it's his timing is impeccable, and it's perfect and hilarious. Um, and I, I tell you who I have been thinking about. I didn't get a chance to watch anything because I've been doing family stuff, being in Florida and stuff. But um, I used to watch a ton as a kid. I grew up on Jerry Lewis. Um, who is, I mean, you have Jerry Lewis, right? And who mm-hmm. else? Who, who now in current days, Jim Carrey is, Absolutely. is the only one really that comes close in my opinion to mimicking the type of physical humor that Jerry Lewis really made famous. Um, without Jerry Lewis, there would be no Jim Carrey as far as 
just just the absolute bizarre silly body movements and Jerry Lewis was quite outlandish for his time uh, in many ways but but um I I love Jerry Lewis I love that physical type of humor that you don't see coming oftentimes it just makes you absolutely crack up and burst up laughing and my kids love Jerry Lewis too um they'll watch Jerry Lewis with me um mm-hmm. and uh, which is great fun um so I I, I it's you know, I don't always prefer slapstick type comedy like that or just physical comedy all the time. I love intelligent comedy. I love one-liners. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully I'll get to quote a few tonight from some of my favorites. But uh, um, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about Jerry Lewis just getting ready for the humor side of it. Because when, when I want to get happy and just bust a gut, I'm, I usually look up a good old Jerry Lewis movie. Preferably with Dean Martin in it as well, in my opinion. Although there's some great ones without him. I will say this. Brian, that the, one of the finest films he ever made was The Bellboy. Oh, yeah. Where he doesn't speak a single word in the entire film, yep. except at the very end. That showed just how much his comedic genius was as a physical comedian and not just a spoken one. Yeah. Right. And he was, he was yeah, like many comedians, great serious, great serious actor as well, like so many comedians are, um, you know. Uh, yeah, not, awesome. D- didn't get the credit he deserved though for his serious work as much, but cool. So I, I re- rewatched a few. Uh, I'll, I'll call them classics or modern day classics. You know, I realized after you know, um, so in preparation for this episode, which if people haven't guessed yet, we're going to talk about like comedy and humor in science fiction. And as I was preparing, I realized it'd been a long time since I'd seen Galaxy Quest. I figured, well, okay, let me watch that one with my kiddo. So we we did. And I also realized, you know, when I was making a list of possible, you know, all, all the, the science fiction TV shows and movies I could think of, I was also looking at the ones that, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to watch and I hadn't yet. So one of them, Resident Alien. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Need to watch so that too. I finally started the first episode of that. Uh, unfortunately, I was starting it like late in the evening, one evening when I was a little too tired. So it was not a great time. I couldn't stay up and watch too much of it. But um, I am excited to get back to that one because it's just so weird, which to me, uh, I- I'm someone who really likes my comedy or humor to be weird. Because <laughs> I think that that's you know what what makes things funny to me. And so let me, I guess, intro the topic a little bit more. Mm. Um, And I want to say that, you know, I will use the terms humor and comedy very interchangeably, although I recognize that they are potentially very different things, but I think we'll, we'll still, you know, this evening, um, you know, use them interchangeably. And I think that that Mm. is totally okay, but I I found a definition that I liked uh, that I will put forth that we can use. Humor is what makes us laugh in any situation. And comedy is planned entertainment Hmm. where the words and actions are are deliberately chosen for their ability to produce a laugh. Now it might not work. (laughs) And I I would say almost, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, humorous or comedy shows, you know, movies, it's scripted. So it, it definitely falls under the whole plan of entertainment, that, but it doesn't still, you know, mean it's comedy or, or mean it's comedy that works, you know, like a bad joke, it's still a joke, but it could be a bad joke, that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we can put, um, it, you know, probably some links uh, of where I found these definitions, because I think there's some some good resources. 
so yeah, the, the purpose of this discussion isn't necessarily to talk about the, you know, an actual analysis of humor and comedy. Um, mm -hmm. although I enjoy that kind of stuff, but, um, there's a, a great quote from E.B. White that, uh, Analyzing humor is like dissecting a frog. Few people are interested and the frog dies of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm perfect. probably one of those people who are actually interested, <laughs> but I'm the few. Um, but I, I don't really want to kill any frogs. So, <laughs> If you want to pick a TV show that best describe what you're talking about, mm -hmm. Morgan Mindy. Yes. Because it was a scripted show. Mm-hmm. But in the script, there was basically places left open where Robin Williams was allowed to just improvise. Mm -hmm. And that's humor. Yeah. So you had both things together in one show. And yeah. And I think, you know, when I put the list together and we'll put a link out uh, of this of this list as well. Um, so many of them were sitcom or basically sitcoms, which I guess just because, you know, sitcom situational comedy. So it's ripe for, for this thing. So you have, right. You have Mork and Mindy, you have Alf, you have third rock from the sun. You know, there, there's a, a, a ton of these. Uh, there's a, when I was trying to find um, some, oh, and then you've got like, you know, Futurama and you've got a bunch of, mm -hmm. of animated. Mm -hmm. There was a really interesting one called other space that you can only watch online. We'll, we'll put a link on, on for that. Um, and you'll recognize some of the actors in it. It was also, again, just weird. But I guess I really want to start off with a question where I just want to ask you guys, like, what is your favorite humorous or comedic science fiction? It could be a, a movie, a show, or a book. So Steve, we'll start with you. Well, we mentioned it earlier, and without a doubt, my favorite film is Galaxy Quest because of the um because one it's just flat out funny and the parody that they do in it is is great but it also makes a point of you know you're it's just a tv show you know and to the get to the reality of we're just doing a tv show of course it blends into a reality of what actually ends up happening mm -hmm. that is really out there but it's really my favorite movie. Um, and as far as literature go, it's a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's packed full of great British humor, dry, funny, in your face, British humor. And Marvin, the robot, the depressed, unhappy robot is probably one of the funniest characters I've ever read. Just really good. So for me, that's what I love. Yeah. I love so, that. I want to say about Hitchhikers because it's one of the only books and, and by only books, I don't mean only science fiction books. I mean, only books that I'll reread because mm -hmm. I, I, there's just so much to read. I don't want to waste my time reading something I've already read, but Hitchhikers I've, I've read and reread or, and also listen to the audio because that's like, it's perfect to, you know, a British accent with It's just perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but it's the only one I'll do that with. And it's interesting because for the most part, with the exception of the fact that he busts on the concept of digital watches and people wear, like, I don't think people really understand or appreciate the kind of digital watch he's talking about because it's not our smartwatch. Other than that, I think it's held up really gosh darn well over the years. Mm -hmm. um, not everything holds up, especially comedy. I would mm -hmm. say uh, not all comedy holds up, but that one somehow magically, magically did. So, yeah. And, 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 and Hitchhikers is not a really long novel. 
you know, so anyway, we were talking about lengths of novels before mm-hmm. um, we got on the air. So anyone who is looking for something, you should, you should listen to it. You should yeah. listen to it with the British accent. <laughs> and to me, the British television series of it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The American make movie of it. No, thank you. <laughs> I was <laughs> extremely disappointed by the American made movie. It was just wasn't, it just wasn't there. I, I enjoyed the movie, but I think because I went in with so low expectations, I, mm. I so I'll say I just enjoyed the movie, mm. but it, it doesn't replace the wonderfulness that is the book for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so people should listen to it. Um, and, and yeah. Okay. Mm. Chris, <laughs> what's your favorite? So this is tough. I think I'm going to say the family guy, star Wars, it's a trap because it has one of the best jokes that consistently makes me laugh all the time, but a very, very close second is Spaceballs because I quote Spaceballs all the time, especially if I'm giving a very long explanation about something I love to like, or instructions. And then I'll do everybody got that just as a joke. And some people get it. Some people don't, but that's the movie I go back to all the time. Yeah. Spaceballs is great. Well, and it's interesting because I was thinking uh, when I wrote down the list of movies that we had, so I put Spaceballs on it, of course, but then I, I realized later that I didn't add any of the other Mel Brooks movies and Young Frankenstein. That, that was Mel Brooks, right? Yeah, that was Young Frankenstein should Brooks, be on the list. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Young Frankenstein is on my list. But I feel like there were some other movies I might have been missing that that I think people forget is actually science fiction. It's comedy, mm-hmm. but it's also science fiction. Oh, is, is like, Young Frankenstein considered science fiction? It's really well, horror. Frank- well, but Frankenstein, the actual book Frankenstein, I think is generally accepted as the first science fiction oh, book. Cool. So if that's true, mm-hmm. then Young Frankenstein clearly has to be a science fiction movie. Okay. <laughs> okay maybe, maybe not, but hey, but I mean, if I it fits, so. if it works, why not? It's science. There is science involved, and in it's so it, you know it fits that definition. Based off of was it you, Adina, that gave us Arthur C. Clarke's definition of science fiction? Mm-hmm. So based off of that. I think that's probably why it has mm-hmm. been called the first science fiction um, novel or story, or whatever. So that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, cause right at the time, if you think about the time that it was written and I feel like there's gotta be a few other Mel Brooks movies that, that fit the, Oh, and then of course there was um, sleeper by Woody Allen. Oh yes. Oh, I've, never, oh, I've never even heard of that. Oh my goodness. I'm writing it down. The, the, the orgasmatron. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, Men in Black had a really Men in Black three, which was not a funny movie, had a great joke where it was like there was aliens from this planet called Viagra or something. And it's like, mm. oh, those were the aliens <laughs> that invented Viagra. If we're talking about sex, but <laughs> the rest of the movie, not so great. I skipped Men in Black three personally. Um, <sighs> it's, I can't remember. So- I- can't remember i'm sure i saw it but i can't like picture it right now so there's a wonderful scene where the character who can see the future is watching the mets game in the stadium and he's watching me they haven't even won the 69 world series yet he goes what are you doing he says i'm watching a baseball game this might be the greatest moment in the history of mankind when the mets won as for a baseball fan it's a wonderful scene it really is Well, I know, I know, um, I, I went a little bit different route than y'all. Um, at least Adina, we haven't heard Adina's choices quite yet, but, um, I, I remember, I haven't watched it in quite some time, 
But I think Red Dwarf is pretty fantastic. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember laughing at that, and it's it's different. It's not American humor, um, and so it's a little bit different. But it, I just I just remember that being quite funny. I'm a huge Galaxy Quest fan as well. I think that film is perfectly hilarious in just about every. It's got the feels. It's it makes fun of Trek. But it, but it's, but it doesn't. You know, it's in a very respectful way. It's a way that Star Trek fans could stomach and go, "Yeah, that's us, and it's awesome." You know, yeah, um, exactly. And, uh, I just, I think the actors they got to portray those parts are fantastic. Did a great job with that. It's just mm-hmm. a well done film. Very hilarious, mm-hmm. um, and and it's got the action in it too. It's got the effects. It's got the you know, moments where you, you you might want to cry for a second, you know, and so it's a great film. And I also think, um, I think Star Trek fans know this, but if you're looking for a humorous film, Star Trek Four is quite funny. And actually oh, yeah. Star Trek Five too, even though you have to work through that being, um, there... uh, Star Trek Five has some absolutely hysterical wow. moments in it. Um, that really gave it its it, that movie its charm with some of those funny moments. The shower scene for me is, or the shower line is like the best dry. It's not even like he's not making a joke, but it's so brilliant. Kirk's like, I need a shower. And Spock just looks at him and goes, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's so brilliant. <laughs> so clever. But does just having some moments make it a humorous film? So like I deliberately didn't put, you know, Star Trek right. four like on right. this list because while I agree all the humorous moments were, were, were lovely and wonderful and I still chuckle at them. I would never consider Star Trek four to be like a humorous movie. But hmm. does it try? Because I feel like with four, it was trying to be a comedy on purpose. What, wouldn't you say that? Like, it's light humor is what it is. It's light humor. And, and it's more as they, the actions they do, the fish out of water, the, you know, that's type of things that give it its, its lighthearted moments. And, and after all, Eddie Murphy was, they wanted Eddie Murphy oh, to be yeah. a part of that film too. So they were really going for that humorous aspect <laughs> intentionally. So for that reason, Adina, maybe I would okay. say if there's a Trek film that would qualify, it's Star Trek Four. Um, but for sure but i just is it i think it's also a fair question maybe i'm going outside the lines mm-hmm. here breaking mm-hmm. some rules by you know bringing is it a true comedy film mm-hmm. See, probably, like probably not not so. yeah i mean Spaceballs yeah. is clearly a comedy yes. film right yeah because it's mm-hmm. exactly yeah you know, galaxy everything Quest, the same yeah so galaxy Quest I, and... I hear you Mm-hmm. But it's funny because if you look at Marvel movies, they're blurring the lines so much, I think, where they're just so funny that they they seem with their comedies, even though they're not trying to be flat out comedies, yeah. with the exception of Guardians, which I think is trying to be a comedy. And I put Guardians it, of the Galaxy yeah, on the yeah. list because I think I yeah. think right, because I think it's, it is trying to have that level of playfulness that mm-hmm. makes, you know, some humor humor. Um, but yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm, I'm absolutely it's on the list and it's definitely mm-hmm. one of my you know, when I look at my list, <laughs> um, I, I oh, what's my favorite? I don't know. It just depends on like what mood I'm in that day. Yeah. Um, I think like early on a- in our podcast, we were just talking about just favorite sci-fi and I had uh, mentioned Futurama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think, you know, so that's, that's up there. But then like, so is Star Trek Lower Decks because, mm-hmm. and I think Star Trek Lower Decks is to me, 
that's where they funneled all the humor. I mean, there, there are definitely humorous moments throughout, throughout, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, certainly in more movies or more shows than others, but then it's like, they all then funneled it into this wonderful lower decks where they're able to make fun of <laughs> like every, like they're making fun mm-hmm. of every next generation episode and then some, and it's, it's yeah. just, it's great. Yeah. Like the daycare line, that joke about, well, nothing, they have like that, nothing nine bad <laughs> ever happened on the Enterprise. Didn't yeah. they have nine daycares? Like that joke yeah. still gets me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. brilliant. So I think yeah. it's nice that they're able to be funny. I do find that there are sometimes their humor is a little bit like, it's like so fast. It's like, okay, we got to make a joke, 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 mm-hmm. joke. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. give it time to breathe. But I think it's doing a good job for the most yeah. part. Yep. So let's see. So I would say, you know, so yeah, so Futurama and Lower Decks are definitely like in my top, at mm-hmm. least for the the TV shows. And I'll, I'll tell you know people what this is competing with. It's competing with TV shows like we've got, again, we go back to ALF, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Mork and mm-hmm. Mindy, you know, mm-hmm. so a couple that we've already mentioned, Red Dwarf. Mm-hmm. And then some of the ones that we haven't mentioned yet, and I'll just throw them out there. So they're in people's thoughts. We have Third Rock from the Sun. Mm-hmm. We have the Orville. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. We have Space Force, mm-hmm. the Netflix Space. series, which like the second season just came out, and mm-hmm. you know we're watching that. Uh, let's see, Invader oh, Zim. Space. Oh. I'm with you now on Space Force. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Space. I thought you said Space Horse, and I'm like, no, I, I got to check that out. But yeah, yeah Space yeah, Force. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Although Space Horse could be very interesting. I'd like to, you know, write that show. <laughs> I, I'm down just with the title alone. I okay, mean, Space. Okay, Dina's going to write a book called Space Horse. <laughs> Wilbur, we're going in outer space. Okay, all right, Mr. Ed. Where's my pen? See, so, yeah, we need to keep like no. I need like a, a pen and paper during our show. Space. Yes. I forgot about when I read this list, and Space Force did not ring a bell. Mm-hmm. But that is absolutely hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. outlandishly yeah. Yeah. ridiculous things, and I, I just remember cr- crying through that whole first season. Just it based on so the much. real Space Force, oh, it's yeah, so ridiculous. which is a real thing. Which is a real thing, which is yeah. something that like I I'm, I'm not too far away from in my day job, uh, yeah. which sometimes makes it even funnier. But what's interesting to me about that show is, especially since we're used to Steve Carell being like the funny guy. He's not the funny guy. Oh, is he the straight man in the show? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's oh, like well, I the, need to watch it. I mean, it's funny. I mean, yeah, he takes himself way too seriously. Right, which makes which him funny. Which is humorous, yeah, yeah. But he's not the one necessarily yeah. getting the big laugh every time. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and I think that's very deliberate. It's very interesting to see like him in the that the other kind of role, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's, that's hard to imagine. And Adina, um, on your list, you know, you mm-hmm. listed Third Rock from the Sun. Mm-hmm. And Alfin, yeah, those are those are comedy, sh- and I love them. And I think Third Rock from the Sun is absolutely one of the funniest shows on TV. Um, but what's interesting, you included Invader Zim, which mm-hmm. I watched with my daughter, and that is hilarious. But I also really appreciate the fact that you included Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Yeah, we watched that for the first time in 1991 and we were flipping through the channels trying to find something to watch and i went oh look here's this old movie let's watch it and wait a minute what's with the what's with the seats what's with the people talking what's the oh my god this is hilarious Mm -hmm. and i had a i have a friend who lives in new zealand and i used to videotape vhs tape those episodes when they were on i think sci-fi channel and i would mail them to him to new zealand so he could enjoy the show it is so funny 
I would, that, that's the kind of thing I would just like love to recreate. I'd love to just sit here and just rip on everything. Well, we can. We, <laughs> we, we can. We should. Stop that says we can. We should. We just like pick a movie or something and say, hey, folks, queue it up at this time code. And oh, we should do, we'll we should do absolutely oh, do that. It, it, well, and the riff tracks of Star Wars and News Hope mm-hmm. is absolutely if you're a star trek a star wars fan you're probably you're insulted by it but it is absolutely it's, hilarious it's, i love it, it when people make fun of stuff that i love it's it's oh, fantastic it, it's so funny especially at the end when they yell out porkins no <laughs> sorry there's a really really mean joke about porkins and uh the family no, guy was, which we'll get to anyway so yeah okay so that yeah well, that's awesome um, so the one other on the TV show series list, I, I kind of do want to mention, but I mentioned this saying, it, uh, knowing that I haven't seen too much of it. I've barely seen any, but I really want to watch like all of it. Uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. So it, it's an animated, uh, it, it's another animated thing where it's Space Ghost and he's like interviewing people and it's weird. It, like, again, I like some of the weird stuff. So, I, you know, the couple scenes that I've seen were like hilarious. So I, I, I need to like watch that for sure. Mm-hmm. But let's see. Um, so I, you know, I didn't really answer the question. I think we, we got to that. Yeah. Like Futurama and lower decks are my favorites when it comes to TV shows. And mm-hmm. when it comes to movies, uh, it's also really hard because I like everything. Um, and, mm-hmm. and some of it, like a lot of things, there's that like nostalgia feel because, you know, Spaceballs, I was in junior high school when that came out. And, you know, so I got to see that in the theater, you know, um, and so that was really special because it was just like, you know, seeing it in the theater without my parents and it's funny and a little when you're like 11 or 12, you know, there's like a few risque words and a risque like innuendo that I was like, I get that for the first time in my life. So, you know, there, there's a lot of that with Spaceballs. And also from that time period, you know, Back to the Future. Oh yeah, put that on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, and now my my older son, you know, he's watching that. He loves that movie too, um, which is great. Now we love the movie. We don't love the board game. I thought because we love the movie, I found they have like a Back to the Future board game. It's a Mm -hmm. modern thing, and so I got it for Christmas, and we took it out like two weekends ago. It is the freaking most complicated board game setup oh, ever geez. like it would be easier to build a time machine <laughs> so it went back in the box it's sitting on the shelf it's probably never going to be touched again, <laughs> again. Yeah. um but yeah so other movies that we like are uh well uh, at least i like are on the the list wally again mm-hmm. i'm thinking oh, you know was... i am a big you know anime animated mm-hmm. fan uh, it was so emotional i couldn't deal mm-hmm. with it but it was also so cute yeah. and funny i, I would mm-hmm. i would consider it you know not not comedy, but humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, but it's but more because you can you can be more. Right. Um, true. But then the ones that you know aren't more uh, that are just what they are. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's got a time machine, so it's a science fiction movie, right? right. <laughs> can about, I add one to your a, list, oh, Adina? That you oh my god! Yeah, I, we're gonna make the mega list, and then we're gonna come back and like talk about these. So yes. Buckaroo Banzai. Oh gosh. Buckaroo Bonsai. I love that title. Have you not seen it? No. I've, I I've heard of it. Up. I've never seen oh it. Oh my gosh. As as oh, with uh, John Big Booty. And the, it's it's all basically uh, they riff on the 1939 War of the Worlds broadcasts. And it is hilarious. And the collection of actors that are in it 
are unbelievable. And one of the greatest lines I've ever heard was, no matter where you go, there you are. That's where that's where that line comes that's from. That's where it's from. That I movie. did not know that. Yep. Today that is and they and they were gonna make a sequel to it and they never got around to it. And it is just it is 80s hip, is what huh. it is. Everything you like about that. the 80s is in Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna look that one up for sure. Can oh. can I say can I ask a question? I want to pose yes. a question about a film that I thought of that might be on our list, but it's uh, what about like Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Is that would that be oh, considered a type of sci-fi? Sure. I think so because sure, it's, yeah, it's shrinking. Well, it's yeah, I feel like that is. Yeah, I mean I they're mean, using they, science they, to do crazy things, so sure. Yeah, they did an episode of uh, DS Nine where it was like that sort of. Yeah. Well, so in that in that are we it. questioning? Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> I liked it because it was like the magic school bus. So I'm like, this is cool. My two favorite things meeting in one show. It was perfect. That's okay. That's okay. Well, so since we're doing the, hey, does this count as sci-fi? Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to ask, what about American Dad? The TV show American oh. Dad. They have an alien living in their attic. Right. Okay. <laughs> He's the main character of the show. That's almost Alf. Oh, if you want to well, look at yeah, it. Yeah, actually, yeah. it is on one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then it, it counts. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm American putting Dad. Up on the list. Whoop. That would apply. Does anyone know this? There was a sitcom. I feel like it was from the 80s, and it was like a normal family, but they had a daughter who was a robot who lived in the closet or something. Does that ring a bell? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So I'm not crazy. Oh, gosh. Mm. Okay, come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google this while we're talking, and I'll ask another question so I can Google in the Go background. Right well, again, like, yeah, so <laughs> we, we went through funny shows and movies mm-hmm. but now what about funny scenes or favorite lines oh, God. okay i've got Can to I go up... first okay. yeah, go ahead sorry, brian sorry, please Chris. you want to say it all right i'm because i'm loyal through and through okay there's so many great things and but one of the first ones because i'm a star trek fan that pops into my head is star trek generations on the bridge data's got his emotion chip he's finally getting used <laughs> to it oh yeah and he totally ad-libs is how I understood the story, is they gave him a little bit of freedom here. And Riker says, can you scan yeah. for life forms or whatever? And he goes, ha, I just love searching for life forms. And he's, life forms, you tiny little life forms, where are you? And he throws his arm to the side. It's like he's playing the piano mm-hmm. on his boy. I just thought that was... A, mm-hmm. One of Brent Spiner's finest uh, comedic moments, and just charming and hilarious and perfect. So I mean, that's... he spent all that time trying to be funny, and he figured it out. <laughs> well, he got a chip yeah. to you know yeah. make so it work. Can I say, my friend, my buddy Kale and I, like, I'm just so thankful for him. I've known him for my whole life, well, almost my whole life, and he watched Generations with me a lot. And we would always try to figure out how Data was able to scan for life forms. Well, like how he was able to put in the proper command functions. Well, making it sound like a song, we were just blown away by that. Right, it was all post. <laughs> but such a great song. But yeah, I just, I just feel like that was. There's several moments from that film, mm-hmm. uh, in particular, one of my favorites. I'm going to bring up Star Trek Four again. Mm-hmm. Is and I just can't help it. Is um, they're walking and Jillian is trying to. He's she's following in the blue truck, which is a great touch in that film, by the way. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Kirk kind of puts his hand up to his mouth and she's like, what's up with your friend? She goes, well, he did a little too much LDS at Berkeley. LDS 
uh-huh yeah you know oh that's so good it's good see it. from that film i think one of my or some of my favorites are really involved dr mccoy because mm-hmm. I, I love dr mccoy mm-hmm. you know and he's like you mean I've got to die to discuss your insights on death? <laughs> yeah, that's just that's like, and, and the way he says it is just so, it, it's perfect. <laughs> For some reason, like Dr. McCoy in the elevator being very grumpy, but well, like talking to the other doctors, it's just so great. Mm-hmm. Like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> and then, then Kirk having to go on a bad day. And they're just like, what? what's he talking about? Yep. Yep. Uh, McCoy is For- amazing. And then he, for me, the line gives, that I love. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was go gonna ahead, say, and then like sorry. then he like goes down the hallway and gives a woman a pill and she grows a new kidney. <laughs> yeah. Doctor gave me a pill, I grew a new kidney. <laughs> kidney. Doctor gave me a pill, and I grew a new kidney. <laughs> yeah, right. So great. I also like <laughs> the last good thing impersonation. Of, the last thing about Try. McCoy in that movie. Had a lot of practice. <laughs> is that he's able to hilariously explain the plot while allowing while doing like the thing where it's like we're acknowledging how stupid this plot is mm-hmm. but just go with it where he's like mm-hmm. you're telling us we gotta we're gonna go backwards and try and pick up some whales bring them forward and try and drop them off and hope they tell the pro what to go do with it so well that's, that's crazy. a general idea yeah <laughs> it's so great i love it that was a that's good a impersonation idea. too there my friend well that's i crazy. watched it uh, one or two times <laughs> you got <laughs> a better twice. idea now's the time yeah oh this is all that's all good stuff for me it's the movie Galaxy Quest. Come and on. The setup is they're trying to explain to the aliens about the historical records. And they go, what about Gilligan's Island? And the aliens go, oh, <laughs> those poor people. <laughs> that kills me. <laughs> because right there, you they, you they realize, oh, my God, they think television is reality. And just the way that he delivers that line with their heads down mm, is just absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious. I, I that, love it. That is a great choice, Stephen. And real quick, my dad ruined my life. He ruined my life the day he told me Gilligan's Island was the same story over and over and over. Oh, and over. right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure they had a chance to get off that island. And he just, his son, it's just like the A-team. Same thing every week. Uh, yep. Ruined you know, my life. Do they not ever get off the island? I, I've never they, actually watched so. it. Yes, they, they do. They actually the, did a, 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 a made-for-TV movie where they yeah. get off the island. But then I, at the, uh, we won't do the – I guess we shouldn't um, talk about what happens at the end of the film, though, Steve. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. So just think about Gilligan's Island was preparation for Lost. <laughs> right. Which we, uh, I, okay. I didn't watch In the reality, show, but – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I've never watched the show, but then hearing how it ends, I was just like, okay, I don't even know if I want to start it at this no. point based on that. I just remember, other things. I remember coming down. I was in university. Candy. It was 2010. It had just aired. I remember coming down to the cafeteria and just everybody was so depressed. <laughs> everybody was just so miserable about that ending. Mm-hmm. It is terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. You, you said that, Dina, and I always thought it would have been great if they did a riff of Gilligan's Island on Lost, where, you know, uh, um, the, the big guy, uh, whose name I can't, it's Gaston. Hurley. Uh, he, the character he, was Hurley. Yeah. yeah. And, and he falls asleep and then wakes up, and all the characters become the characters from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I could, ju- I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, Freckles becomes she's uh, she becomes Marianne, and the skipper, you know, is is the, 
one of the leaders of the group and the professor is the the doctor character mm-hmm. i think it would have been genius but of course the show was taking itself too seriously yeah they could have done that i mean well and grace did that even though it's a very different show but they did one where it was i can't think of the the show i love lucy i think yep exactly where they it was a recent episode so they could have done it that, that sounds like a missed opportunity it was it was because the show just it got to be it just became too outlandish after the second season and it lost its direction and that's when jj walked away from the show as well and right that's another direction jj thing he starts off things really well and then he leaves and then someone takes over and then it's like oh no where's jj yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so let me get back to so there you the that tv show from the 80s was called small wonder oh uh, okay right and here's a mind-blowing fact about that that show it ran for four seasons <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, oh this is one like a one season wonder. No, four seasons, four ninety six episodes of wow. a sitcom. That's not a bad run. No, no, I had no idea. Like, I definitely had seen this like a couple of times. I don't. I I think I've maybe seen like two episodes, but yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> was it? I wonder if it was one of the ABC sitcoms that you know at that time. Nineteen eighty five. Oh, okay. Uh, and what what? Wikipedia is not telling me what network. Okay. Oh, wait, uh, Fox, 20th Century Fox. Well, that was a, I don't know if that was where it ran, just distributor was Fox. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. There you go. That's interesting. Another gem in in the lost world. Hmm. So anyone listening to this, if you guys want to like send in like email, like, well, you guys totally forgot about blah, blah, blah. You know, let us know and we'll add it and I'll expand Mm -hmm. the list because we're going to post the list. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, sure and and you know, as I was kind of putting together the list, I of course had to look up and and say, well, you know, what am I missing? And I found two movies I had never heard of, so they're on my list now. But here's what sells them: they're Simon Pegg movies, right? Okay. So yeah. one is called Paul, mm-hmm. and one is called The World's End, and mm-hmm. they're both science fiction, and I guess they're both comedy. Well, I mean, they've got Simon Pegg, <laughs> so they're comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard Paul is decent, but I've heard the world's end is not so great. Well, but well, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that you should sure, watch it either but way. I think when we talk about comedy and humor, what does not so great really mean? Like, because I think not everyone uh, appreciates comedy for comedy's sake or humor mm-hmm. for humor's sake. Like, like mm-hmm. were you expecting a serious movie and you got comedy, right? Or were you expecting great comedy and you got like, weird comedy you know so what was the expectation mm-hmm. anyway, well, i, I think, guess i'm gonna oh, watch yeah, it i could go sure. on to a whole review i listened to where their expectation was it didn't quite line up with the other movies blah 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 um mm-hmm. but it just wasn't of the same caliber of what i understand from the other i think it was edgar wright who did the uh, the world's end i don't know i always confuse that with the other apocalyptic movie mm-hmm. with celebrities Jonah Hill. I can't think of the name of the movie now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then another one uh, that again goes kind of like goes way back that I want to rewatch. I know I watched this when I was a kid a few times because back like when we had VCRs and you know you had the little video store and you had the selection of like twenty movies that you're allowed to rent from, and so you mm-hmm. rented like the same twenty movies over and over again. Uh, like <laughs> ten of those twenty were Steve Martin films for me. Okay. So the man with two brains. 
That I that is interesting because I I have never heard of that film, and it's one really? I want to I want to I have never I didn't know Steve Martin made this type of film. So I'm well again. I count it as science fiction because the man with two brains that just is a to me and what happens to make that all happen to me is a very mm-hmm. science fictiony thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's Steve Martin, so by definition also also comedy right most um, likely there was yeah. one movie novo king which i thought it looked like it was a comedy i'm like this is not a comedy yeah this is actually terrifying and he writes Ruined. novels that are not comedy that are just good novels mm-hmm. <laughs> oh he wrote novels uh-huh there's oh, this one I um a i That's read it a couple cool. years ago it was i'm blanking on the name but it was like about like an art dealer in new york city and it's not not comedy just a novel mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm. i've heard he's quite the prolific yeah. author and yeah um He's also a fantastic banjo player, yes. folk music guy. He is Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh if, my God, his his band is remarkable. Uh, it's country and western music. Oh gosh, yeah. You put so. you put him and Martin Short. They have a, a special on that was on Netflix a little while ago, and I saw that. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, laughing all the way through. It was just yes. Their chemistry is. Just phenomenal. Oh, two, the two murder of the show? together. No, no, this was this was. No, it was this, this was like this a, a stand up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're the two of them together. You watch them when they're interviewed together, and Marty Short yeah. is so funny, and and Steve Martin can play the straight man, and it is great humor. The two of them together, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know what it led me to thinking? I, I did leave one off my list. I can't believe it because it's also one of my, you know, favorite animated uh funny movies. Mm-hmm. But home. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it, yeah. but yeah, I can see the poster it, for it. It's really good. Um Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory yeah. stars in it. And Sheldon stars in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. It's I've Sheldon playing, uh, you know, the, the the alien character. That's kind of how I describe yep. it because, you know, the, he, uh, Jim Parsons gets a lot of criticism for his portrayal that sounds like Sheldon's. Like, well, no, mm. it is Sheldon. It's Sheldon play- yeah. <laughs> playing. I, I, I know people just recently told me that was their favorite animated film. It's really good. It really, I mean, again, and especially if you have this image of it's Sheldon. Um, it's, it's, it's just great. It really was written. It was written well. It, it was interesting, uh, and unique, but I just, the Steve Martin is one of the characters too, which is what made me realize I had left it off the list. When did this come out? I'm, um, 2015. Well, okay. And it's so just I'm called home. home. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got to look it up. I got it because I do love Sheldon. He is hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Both as an oh, adult and as a child. I'll never not think about Sheldon, when I'm thinking of tea, just because I think of him giving people tea so much now that when I see you want to offer someone a hot beverage when they're not feeling good. So you think of tea and you don't think of Picard, you think of Sheldon. (laughs) Well, I feel like because this is a weird thing, but it's because Picard always drank his tea in a clear glass, whereas Sheldon always drank his tea in like a regular mug. So Mm -hmm. when I'm seeing Mm -hmm. regular mugs, I Mm -hmm. think of that, Mm -hmm. except I do have a couple of. I guess glasses that are like the glasses that they use in DS9. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the reason I think of two different things, or why I don't think of Bacar when I think of regular tea. Mm. Okay. Even though if somebody asks me if I want tea and I like say I do, it's really hard not to say I, hot. But I'm very good at not saying that. Okay, so saying it's, I'm on to Steve Martin movies. Is this one? So it, it, this is obviously a humorous movie, but is it sci-fi? Right. Little Shop of Horrors. 
specifically uh, the one thinking of the one that Steve Martin's in where Steve Martin plays a dentist. I, I'm sorry, but you have to go back to the black and white version from the 1950s, <laughs> the original with Chuck well, Horrors. Sure. That's, that's funny. But that is it is. sci-fi with a giant carnivorous talking plant? I, I think that can, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, talking plant. <laughs> I mean, it is at well, one point like- Carnivorous talking plant. Right. Audrey right. Jr.? <laughs> I'm sorry, but see, well, that goes back to those, you know, the, the you know early horror films that they were making on a real inexpensive budget. And, but it's, it's truly on its own. Miss Mrs. Uh, oh my God, the uh, Mrs. Shiva, who's always die, has somebody dying and showing up at the the flower store to buy flowers. It's a very funny movie. So I think, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. If that really applies or not, I'm putting it on the list. Okay. All right. Arthur C. Clarke would not like it, but he's not here. Yeah, so. It's okay. He's not. I mean, gonna, it's, it's our list too, right? You know? I mean, we um, can... Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah. Now, now Isaac Asimov might have a different opinion since he was a great limerick teller. Mm-hmm. And that is funny. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, I have one of his book that, you know, I knew I was forgetting something in preparation mm-hmm. for this podcast, because I have at least one of his books of limericks on my my Isaac Asimov collection shelf. And I meant to bring it down and read a few. And, you know, ugh, I, I knew I was forgetting something. Life. It's life. But it's I have life. other jokes to tell you guys. Oh, please. You guys ready for a couple of jokes? Sure. Oh, yeah. Why isn't a Jedi Knight ever lonely? <laughs> Why? I'm so curious. Yeah. Because the force is always with him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> a well-placed, oh, Jesus, hilarious, oh. though. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, gonna, I've, got more, I've got more. I've got more. Please keep them coming. Go, go ahead. Sure. Sure. We've got two drinks already we bought. Our, so we want our full money worth. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which classic science fiction television series can, you know, that you don't, when you don't have GPS, can you binge watch? I don't know. Lost in space. Lost in space. Yes. Okay. Oh, Very good. I'm yeah. sorry. I, you know, I, I kind of messed. You know, I messed it's, that up a little bit because it's... I was going to say classic slash redone, and okay. I. Uh... Oh, it's okay. impressive that Chris got that so quick, and that he was bold enough to say it, even if it could have been wrong. I'm way impressed with your courage, Chris. Thank you. I think that was maybe and, not and... the correct attitude to just blurt out the answer. And then sometimes it's funny when you totally mess up the the joke before you get to the punchline. Sometimes that's the funny part too. Yes, though, you know delivery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of on the side, one of the things I've been listening to, I, I love listening to the great courses. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I do is audiobooks, and there is one. It's the philosophy of humor, mm-hmm. and I'm nearly done with it. And mm. uh, one chapter, there's a good section where he's talking about the you know kind of like what makes things funny and all that stuff and and of course they don't answer anything because his running joke is if we actually answer the questions our our philosophers would be out of a job right right (laughs) but one of the the things that they talk about is you know uh when it's the delivery not the material itself and apparently i guess there is a, a movie or a documentary called the aristocrats and they do go through the same joke being told by a whole bunch of different people and how that that kind of works out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. What did Mister Spock find in Captain Kirk's toilet? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I, 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 Captain's log. That's as dirty as my jokes are getting today. Bad. That's amazing. Whoever and, came know, up with that incredible work. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. So, and actually, and I have here, um, I have these books. I've, I've been having them sitting on my, my table for a while. It's the best of Trek. There was a, there used to be a magazine for Star Trek fans called uh, Trek from like the late seventies, early eighties. And they published some books, which were like the, the best, literally the best of Trek, the best articles. And a couple of them were, were like jokes. So they have like a whole bunch of specifically Star Trek jokes. Um, oh, and again, okay. they're jokes. They're not all good jokes. Mm. <laughs> a lot of them are bad. Um, in fact, most of them are bad. And a lot of them actually are very specific. You need to know uh, very specific things about star- some Star Trek episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-oh, uh-oh, I lost my play- page. Okay, well, Adina's looking, listeners, uh- if you can come up with the Generations joke and actually like do a proper setup. I want to know what the, like what the joke was. Um, what is it where data says? And the punchline was, and the Ferengi in the gorilla suit has to go. I want to know what the setup was. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that for like 20 years now. So please come up with it. So where does a 10 foot Mugatu sleep? Anywhere it wants. I don't know. <laughs> it's an old joke. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say they were good jokes. <laughs> I just said they were jokes. <laughs> Anywhere it wants. Was that the punchline? Was that the actual punchline? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes, that's, 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 but that's I'm it just changed gorilla with that. You got a joke. There you go. Do do you know what is in hilarious? Speaking of humor and track, the rules of acquisition as told by Quark is a little tiny thin book. If you can get your hands on that, I used to I was I'm looking at my bookshelf, but I don't think I have a copy of it. Some of the rules of acquisition are so ridiculous, they're hysterical. Yeah. And then also the Klingon Art of War, which is written as a serious book about how Klingons think about war, of course, is absolutely hysterical when you think of Mm -hmm. So those are two books you might want to check out, especially the especially the uh, rules, Ferengi rules of acquisition. You got another joke, Adina, because I'm I do. You know, a bunch of these are very derogatory towards Klingons Um, as a like someone who's studying the Klingon language. I'm very like offended. (laughs) But it's funny. But that's the thing about Trek is like that's the one issue. This is a whole other thing. But they are really derogatory towards Klingons. They are. I, I list on my Facebook page, I think my foreign language at least I did it one time as Klingon, and I've had some friends take me totally literal and serious, and thought that I studied Klingon language that seriously. Um, they just Let's, over, they way we, overestimate me. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk <laughs> about that another day too, because I recently did join the Klingon Language Institute. Did you? And 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 I've I've over the years, you know, I've learned a little bit. In fact, I've had the original Klingon language dictionary sitting on my bookshelf since it came out like a bazillion years ago. Um, but yeah, I'm going to actually really for real, real. Okay. Wow. So here's, here's one, but you really have to like, this is where you got to know very specific original okay. series episodes. Let's see. H- how did T'Pring's parents react when they learned she was not marrying Spock? Oh. No, I no idea. They were stunned. I'm not sure. Like, oh. I don't remember oh, how to pronounce okay. his name, but. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think his name was Stunned or something. So that was from, you know, season two, episode two. one, a mock time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which is where uh, where Spock, you know, uh, we learned how secretive Spock could really be. And if you want to have life. a fun time, look up that episode, but as a sitcom. There's actually a few of them where mm-hmm. you just like, they, they put a laugh track in, so when he throws the soup, it becomes the funniest scene. 
Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to All find right. that and put a link there or something. It's such too. a stupid video and it's incredible. I love it. And yeah, so many of these are actually, they're jokes that we know. Uh, and it's just like, you know, replaced with Star Trek characters. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. funny because that's how they would tell jokes on the show is they would just mm-hmm. take classic jokes, but put in some aliens and mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. And actually, I would say like study, you're, we're talking about studying humor and that's not funny, but watching data trying to learn humor is hysterical. Mm-hmm. It's all, t- you know, uh, how did it go is um, timing and then it was, was not making yeah. the joke and then kind of laughs and yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right <laughs> timing is digital with joe with joe pesci the joe yes. pesci yes there with him teaching him how to i remember my brother and i cracking up at that holodeck scene when he's got the cigar in his fingers and he's doing his arm thing and... yeah i still i still do the motions when i'm like telling a joke <laughs> and lol with not without even trying she seemed to have mastered humor <laughs> right yeah remember that She's like, without even trying, I have mastered it. And he's like, uh, no, my dear. No, that's <laughs> no, not I how love, this works. <laughs> love about humor, Adina, is it's just like all other forms of art. It's in the eye of the beholder. And it's mm-hmm. and it's some people can find one form of humor and comedy hilarious. Um, other people will not. Um, and it's all from perspective and mm-hmm. your experiences in life. And I, I just think that's, that's one of the thing I love about the arts in general and comedy and humor being a very important part of the arts, um, is that, you know, there's something for everybody, I think in, in all of these, I, I think this list is so good cause it's so broad and wide mm-hmm. and all sorts yes. of different things for different people's tastes and flavors and, um, so if you don't if you don't like something on the list, like okay, great, you know, find something you do like, and and that's that's what's so great about the world of art. Yep. Unless, because I think there's one common thread through all of these, because you know the the types of humor, the types of comedy, uh, definitely differ. And yes, I think there's there's something for everybody, as long as you're interested or your mind is open to the concept of play. Mm-hmm. You know, because all yes. of this is we're playing. Yeah. You know, we're not yeah. serious. We're playing. If you want serious, you need like, you know, watch Law and Order. <laughs> right. Yeah, <watch laughs> Scientific equivalent of Law and Order. Because there's no comedy there. That is not funny. Yeah. But because you're not playing there, they are trying to be be serious. It's but, you know, yeah. humor and comedy all comes when we're when we're playing. And that's what we're doing yeah. here. There's a I, I was going to just say, citing an example, there's a great movie that I don't know if you've ever seen. It's called My Favorite Year. And it it oh. It, it, it's a take on from the original TV show, your show of shows is about how comedy started in the 1950s. And in it, Peter O'Toole plays a character named Alan Swan, who's a takeoff of er- Errol Flynn. And he says in the film, dying is easy. Comedy is hard. And that's really true because you could be a dramatic actor and read drama and get away with it easily. But to actually make someone laugh and tell a joke or act in a comedic style, that takes a lot of talent. And it's actually, you know, burnt out a lot of really great comedians mm-hmm. who, who are, were very unhappy people while they were trying to be very funny. And that's really it is difficult to mm-hmm. be hilarious all the time. So it's not a science fiction show, but I'm a humongous fan of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh yeah, on on Amazon Prime. That that is great. I think uh, oh, the yeah. newest season's about to come out. 
um, shortly. I've been seeing commercials for it. That's fan. And I love that they brought in Lenny Bruce. Uh, it's just, I, yeah. My daughter met the manager for Robin Williams. Mm. And I knew, I knew his wife very well. And um, so when she met him, I said, would you ask him one question? What? Does Robin Williams have an off switch? <laughs> because you always saw him funny. He was mm -hmm. always in character. And he said that when he's alone with one or two people, he's very serious. But when you put somebody in the room with him, he goes to be funny. He, he just, that's what he does. That's his, that's the way his brain works. He goes mm -hmm. to humor. Yeah. So that's, that's a special talent. Yeah. I, I think there's, you know, people who are able to do, you know, especially people who are able to do stand up. You know, I think there's like a, well, I always look at it as like, you're either funny on stage or off stage. I had mm -hmm. some uh, friend in high school and he was working on uh, stand up. So he, I had gone to him to some open mics and stuff and on stage, he actually wasn't that funny, but in real life, day-to-day -day real life, he was like the funniest guy to hang around, but he wasn't able to bring, at least at the time. Now we were, you know, young, mm -hmm. he wasn't able to bring that to the mm -hmm. stage, but his mother also did some open mic stuff on stage. She was funny. Off stage, she was a mom. <laughs> on stage, she was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a worry. So, I, because I've been mm -hmm. planning on trying some stand up, so we'll see. Really, really. Yeah. Don't be funny in your day to day life. Just be funny on stage. But see, people always think I'm funny in real life. So, it's uh -oh. like, what if I can't translate it? So, we'll and that's find why out. the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a perfect example because there's a character in the, the who she is, mm -hmm. who's not a comedian, but mm. becomes one. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. funny because she talks about, like Jerry Seinfeld, real life stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's funny. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. the comedy that really hits me right in the heart is is that I really enjoy when it's when you can see the parallel to real life, even mm -hmm. if it's fantastical, yeah, exactly. even if it's a little bit bizarre and weird and far out there. But when comedians or a story or whatever really makes you go that i've experienced that or i can i know what that feels like you know this this mm -hmm. crazy um experience this comedian's talking about or this situation in a film mm -hmm. um even in sci-fi like it's it's effective because we can relate to it or mm -hmm. it does what art good art does too is it it's an escape too you know um it's yeah, wild it's true. crazy uh it can be bizarre uh, it can really mimic real life or but it's an escape too. It's an escape oh. too, because I'm, I'm having a hard, you know, well, maybe I do relate to, you know, cause there are the aliens that typically show up knocking on my door and they don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can relate to galaxy <laughs> quest. Oh, can I, can I share my, my favorite, like funny quote? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to share it all, all episode. If please that's. Do. Oh, please we went do. on tangent. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah please. So again, this is, this is from family guy. It's a trap and it's so relevant to Boba Fett. This does not spoil anything from the show, but their one joke is like, where's Boba Fett? He fell. What? He fell. And it's just so perfect because they're riffing on the fact that Boba Fett died in a really stupid way in the movies. He fell off the thing and into mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. Sarlacc pit. So it's just so well done. And I love those movies because they obviously appreciate Star Wars because they recreate, um, the scenes perfectly but they also point out the flaws which i think mm -hmm. is great where your questions you have as a kid you're like wait how does that work and so mm -hmm. they call it out in the movie lego star wars is also absolutely yes. hysterical oh yeah it's oh, absolutely laugh and they all the way parody through. star wars so well and they make fun of the, the droid tor lego stories star wars. are oh yes they're i gotta so add funny. that to the list yeah <laughs> oh, oh you, they're funny. you got kids no too, it's not on Adina. the list 
Hey, oh, there's the, a new Lego Star Wars video game coming out it's very soon. Oh boy, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. What did we learn tonight? <laughs> we learned that my list is woeful. It was woefully incomplete. I came very unprepared. I left my Asimov book in the other room. My <laughs> list is incomplete. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> oh, what about Groundhog Day? Before we go, that's another. That could be considered science fiction. That's I think science fiction. it's a time loop. Uh, that's interesting. Interesting. Even yeah, though they don't actually think, explain how it happens. You guys can't see Steve's face right now, but I think yeah, I'm leaning Steve with Steve. I'm not sure not I can impressed. loop that in with it was not sci-fi. Amused. It's, it's a funny movie. I <laughs> love it. Amused. I love Groundhog Day. I think it's genius and hilarious. But yeah. <laughs> Are we stretching too much to call it I think science we're stretching. fiction? I think the only stretching. reason I would say because like TNG has their time loop episode, which people say is Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. But their time loop episode yeah. happens in space on a starship. So it's right. clearly okay. science fiction. True. Groundhog yeah, Day is just in the middle of Pennsylvania with a groundhog. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> so and, and what camera. about the Omega 13? Huh? Did that give you Omega th- oh, two I've seconds, Omega one chance to redo what you wanted to do or should have done? The Omega 13. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So did we learn anything else tonight? <laughs> we just talked a lot about like the funny movies we like. Comedy's in the eye of the beholder, really. If you, you know, if you if you think it's funny, it's funny, and if you don't, you know, it's uh, you know, some people's what they think is hilarious is funny. I mean, one of my favorite movies has nothing to do with Star uh, science fiction, but you look at Doctor Strangelove or Harold and Maude; those are hilarious, dark, funny movies, mm-hmm. and you know, so but a lot of people don't like them, so mm-hmm. it's really in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, and it's like I always talk about curb your enthusiasm, and like from what I understand and from talking to people, it's like people either love the the show or they hate it. There's like mm-hmm. very little in between. Mm-hmm. I I learned too. I I think as I'm thinking about all this, and I think your list was pretty fantastic, Adina. And even though there's a few additions, I still think it was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I really like sci-fi that is serious, that can get heavy at times, that can get philosophical. Mm-hmm. Even that might, you really have to watch it. You're not necessarily being thrilled and entertained, you know, just for the sake of entertainment of turning your brain. I like to think when I watch movies and when I watch television. Um, but I also love to just kind of chill out, relax. And so I love that in sci-fi we can also have humor. Um, cause if mm-hmm. sci-fi was just heavy and serious and had deep yeah. points to make all the time <laughs> for crying out, that, that's why Star yeah. Trek infused humor into it. Cause it's just a good, it's good entertainment. It lightens the mm-hmm. load. I mean, how many films sci-fi or otherwise, where there's this really heavy subject matter being discussed or storyline. And then right at the right time, when you feel like, uh, there's just the right amount of humor woven in there to lighten it a little bit so that you can get to the next plot point that might be mm-hmm. uh, again but then there's the right amount of humor too mixed in there so i think it's i think it's wonderful we have this in sci-fi we have all of these options to not take ourselves too seriously mm-hmm. as sci-fi fans and just be let the ridiculous happen and have fun with it yeah there's the rest of life for seriousness mm-hmm. right yeah exactly did you know that seven of nine star trek jokes are funny I would love to. Now that is hilarious. Yeah, I wish that's... I could take credit for any of these. I found these all on the internet. <laughs> I th- I found that to be quite humorous. 
right. Although she's a pretty funny character, even though she's not meaning to be. Well, that too. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. Right. I think we might be wrapping I up for we, this. I think we, I think... Do we know what we're doing next time? We need to talk about Men in Black, which is I'm, I oh, apologize gosh. for not bringing that yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. next time. Well, we, let's see. I'm just going to I'm going to list off a few movies that we did not otherwise talk about today, just so you know that we haven't forgotten about them. So Men in Black <laughs> is one. Um, I think yeah. we briefly barely mentioned the existence of Guardians of the Galaxy without actually right, getting yes. into it. Idiocracy which I, I have on the list. I don't know yeah. what that is. Oh, okay. That's a, yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to explain idiocracy because I feel like we're living in it sometimes. So, okay. um, but it's kind of a little comedy dystopian-ish thing. Gotcha. Not, you know, yeah. Um, Short Circuit. Oh. You guys remember yeah. that? Oh, I see. So I've never seen that that movie, but oh. I like saw the, the Goldbergs episode where they deal with <laughs> Short Circuit. Okay. And the dad keeps did saying a... robot. My ah. daughter loves that movie because her name is Stephanie. Beautiful ah. Stephanie. Yes, that's right. That's short right. circuit says number five. Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my God. They've killed Congress. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was another animated one called Monsters vs. Aliens. Oh, yeah, that was pretty amusing. Oh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. enjoyable. Um. Another, and again, since I'm on animated, there was one robots. Um, and right. Since we were talking about Robin Williams, uh, robots, and then uh, recent one, Free Guy. Oh yeah, Free Did Guy. I see Free Guy. Yeah. That was uh, that was, uh, That's on my list. I love Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. He so is so funny. Oh when I God. first saw the preview for it, I'm like, oh, my God, we got to watch this. And, and given my son is really into video games, I'm like, yeah, he'll love it. And my husband's first reaction was like, wait a second, it's Ryan Reynolds. There's going to be no way our 11 year old could like watch it. And it's like, no, it is. A, it's not it's not the it's not Deadpool level. Ryan no. Reynolds. <laughs> Family from it's 11 year old could watch it. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but you can watch it's once upon a Deadpool and be able to watch that safely with your kids. Okay. Better. Ryan Reynolds has if Ryan Reynolds is watching this, I just want you to know I feel like you have plenty of wholesome, funny movies kids can watch. I just But he's yeah, not known for them that. anymore. You can watch he's, the Green Lantern. He's not <laughs> or, I'm, I'm no, just you, even he doesn't like that. Even right. No, he doesn't. He hates <laughs> it. Red Red Notice is fantastic though. Him and the rock. Oh, oh yeah. If you haven't seen that, that's if, that's if you great. want a nice yes, action film that. with funny. comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and then the last one I think oh no, two more that we didn't mention. Uh another animated one, Megamind. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is yeah, which is that. great. Good. I love mm-hmm. that one. And then Coneheads. Yeah. Oh yeah, Coneheads. Remember right. Coneheads mm-hmm. from Silent Live? Okay. Okay, cool. We got through my list. I'm oh, sorry. Right. list, Adina. It really is. But I just feel like there's still so many more. Hey, oh. Our listeners. What about write what in. about the three stooges in orbit? What about Abin Costello go to Mars? Come on. Or what about <laughs> okay. what about Plan Nine? Movie, the great hey. one. <gasps> Plan Nine. Well, okay. Plan Nine from really Matter Space was not yes. Plan Nine from Matter Space to me goes under MSTK, you know, three MST three K. it's not really on its own. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> because right. it's so just terrible it's so yeah it really is. it's like the room i think it's like the original oh my room gosh, yes the room is oh oh yeah we, so funny yeah oh, not gosh. to be confused with room which is the oscar-winning drama mm-hmm. or even sharknado no oh yeah sharknado <laughs> bad bad That's... bad movies bad movies that are funny 
Yes. I think so. Yeah. There's. Well, after yeah. the first one, they realized they, they, people were laughing at them. So they decided to make them funnier and funnier. When you, when you get Brad Kozlowski from the NASCAR circuit to be in one of them. Okay. That's fine with me. You know, <laughs> yes. See, anyway, I think I'm they, sorry. they, they're, they've got a missed opportunity there because there are a lot of other animals that could get trapped in a tornado and <laughs> have the same effect. So there's a whole animal kingdom worth of movies. <laughs> they, yes. could have made. I feel like they could do like someone, I remember year. well, I shouldn't say years ago, but like, I remember hearing someone say they should make a snake quake movie where it's like Sharknado, but it's earthquakes <laughs> with snakes. Who and brought up go. Sharknado? I'm sorry, I did. I apologize. We're talking we, about we, Sharknado on I, this sci-fi podcast. Big I know, sci-fi. Sorry, it's sorry, sorry. Can you <laughs> argue with that? Thank you. It's all okay. right. It's a very right. thin line. Okay. Anyway. Adina's lost okay. all control here. Do all, okay. Do we know what we're Sharknado. even talking about next week? I'm, I don't even uh, know. Yes. What. Yes, we do. Yes, next I do. No. What are we talking about next week? Next week we're going to talk about uh, time travel films and yes. TV shows. Oh, excellent. And really, and what I, I hope to get into the discussion of whatever one you like, and I'm, and I, and I'm not going to give you a list. I want you to tell me what you like, what are the ones that you like and don't like, because they do, the, the paradox of time travel, is it covered or not properly? You know? Ooh, okay. Uh, I've got because, thoughts then. Because you, you, you look at the butterfly effect and things. So next week is time travel. So why are t- sci-fi time travel jokes so funny? I don't know. <laughs> because you'll yeah. laugh at them time and time again. Right. Or, you, or you already did. <laughs> or or you could have said the punchline to that. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Why are, time, why are time travel jokes so funny? Why, Brian? <laughs> why are time travel jokes so funny? Why, Brian? Hey, Brian? Why are time... <laughs> All right, I just thought of that off the top of my head. <laughs> This is gonna like please not think about this tomorrow because I'll have clients tomorrow and I don't wanna like think about something funny like that <laughs> and then laugh and have them be like, Why are you laughing? You just <laughs> you just created a new joke, Brian. Hey you, you, we owe you a real. dime for credit right for here. Uh, royalties. Thank you. You know what? Yeah, so, most folks. money I've ever made off of royalties. <laughs> um, <laughs> first, you know, every now and then. Um, awesome. but and I and I hope they do Wherever y'all are who are listening, I, I hope you guys uh, had fun and, and dealt with us tonight. This is a very, very random, but that's where humor, that's just, that's, that's humor and comedy. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. If you have questions or suggestions, please email us at podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, we are Steve Merkin, Christian Fox, and I'm Brian Donahue. And I'm Adina Mignona. Good night, everybody.